Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut in the United States. And in February 2016, I put myself on a ketogenic diet to take control of my metabolism. In just two and a half months, I managed to reverse all my markers of type 2 diabetes with diet alone. As of now, I'm 80 pounds lighter with no signs of diabetes or heart disease. Hi, I'm Richard Morris in Canberra, Australia, and I've been on a ketogenic diet for three years. When I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. Within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. I've also lost about 80 pounds, and I've completely turned my health around. And this show is a document of my progress through ketosis, and also Richard's experience thriving for years in ketosis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking. Yeah, we're not doctors. We don't want to give anyone any medical advice, but we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we're not afraid of a little technical detail, are we, Carl? No effing way, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind that, and we hope to share some of that research. Where possible, we intend to put links in the show notes to cite research supporting any claims that we make. And you'll probably work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. We love to yep. cook and we love to eat. Mm -hmm. And every episode, we both share a keto recipe that cannot be ignored. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. <laughs> All right, man. Let's start podcast number 73, Heal Thyself with Melanie Miller. So, Richard, do we have any apologies or corrections from last week's show? Yeah, we have two. Actually, I mentioned last week that I visited a Sydney meetup hosted by Julie and her husband. I meant to say Linda, and my apologies to Linda. Oh, wow. Also, during the podcast, we spoke about the uh, American Heart Association's press release and uh, presidential advisory regarding coconut oil. Right. And we gave a few examples of how they really had the science messed up. Yeah. But I tell you, after we'd recorded that podcast, I listened to one, a podcast by Dr. Chris Master John, yep. PhD, and he gave an heroic dismantling of the AHA's coconut oil press release and the studies awesome. behind it. Uh, we've linked that in the show notes. Well worth listening. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I took a look at the show notes of his mm. podcast myself. I haven't heard it, but uh, really well done stuff. Yes. All right. Well, let's revisit what a ketogenic diet is. Ketogenic diet is any diet that puts you in a state of nutritional ketosis where you're burning fat for fuel. That's right. And generating ketones. And ketones are an alternate source of energy for many of the cells in your body and many of the organs, including your brain. And the way that we do that is by limiting carbohydrates to 20 grams per day or less, mm -hmm. basically incidental carbohydrates from vegetables and nuts. And protein is moderate. So you don't want to eat too much protein, about one to one and a half grams of protein for every kilogram of lean body mass you have. And the rest yep. of our energy we get from fat. fat. <laughs> 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 it sounded like a foghorn. It kind of did. So that fat could be uh, fat on your plate or it could be uh, fat on your body from a, what do they call it? An ancient Krispy Kreme. Yeah. A Krispy Kreme that I ate a decade ago. Yeah, that's right. It, it, basically, if you just replace all the carbohydrate in your diet with fat, you're, you're, you're doing fine. You'll be happy and feel good. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So how was your week, Richard? Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. On Saturday, we had an event at the press club. Now, as you probably know, Julie is the chief financial officer yep. uh, of the National Press Club, uh, and uh, I had to go as a handbag, basically, <laughs> as a social occasion, and I was just something pretty on her arm. Nice. Uh, but anyway, so this event was uh, – uh, was the truffle dinner. Now, oh, yeah. Canberra is actually a, a fairly well-known truffle region uh, in Australia. And, in fact, right now is right at the beginning of truffle season. In fact, if you go to New York, a New York restaurant right now and you get something with truffles in, those truffles would probably came from a farm about 20 kilometres from where I live. That is so amazing. Um, you did this last year, right? The truffle degustation. That's it. Yeah, I was actually the MC for that event. This one I was actually able just to sit and just eat truffles, which was awesome. You get them at a ridiculously cheap price for whatever reason. I mean, because of your discounts and your, your this and that. You tell me you're just overflowing with truffles at uh, the Morris household. 
We have. Uh, I got connections. We got some truffles. Now, we've been doing insane things with truffles. Like, we store our eggs with cut truffles. Right. And the smell from the truffle perfuses the shell of the egg. Right. You did that as a recipe a couple weeks ago. I did. And it's like two days is just perfect. And when you take the egg out of the container that you've stored in with the truffles, Mm. you smell the outside. The egg doesn't really – it smells a little bit truffly, but not Mm. too truffly. But as soon as you crack it open, the inside of the egg, you smell – it's like the whole room becomes (laughs) truffle swell. Wow. And so, you know, and it's all – perfused into the into the actual egg white. That is such a great trick. So yeah, we had a big meal of truffles on Saturday. Uh, some of the some of the meals I didn't uh, have any of. Uh, the dessert, for example, uh, all I tried was there was an anglaise that was made without any sugar, mm, which nice. is a truffle anglaise, and so uh, and that was actually in a syringe. So I just <laughs> shot that straight into my mouth. Um, but uh, a lot of the other re- a lot of the a lot of the other meals had. Uh, uh, very few carbohydrate elements in them. So cool. uh, yeah, I was quite happy to eat. That's awesome. The problem is the next day I woke and my blood sugar, normally when I wake in the morning, my blood sugar is like 5.5 millimoles. Uh-huh. Um, it was like 6.7. Ooh. So obviously there were some gels or some kind of starches in that food that I that I, that escaped my, yeah. my vigilance. So – I went for a 64K bike ride. It wow. took me about four hours because I was riding really slowly. Um, huh. It's it's unusual for me to be that slow. Um, and I've uh, been riding every day since then, and I'm just starting now three days later to, to get back to where wow. my blood sugars are about what they normally should be. So, it really sucks when you can't cook for yourself and you're you're traveling and or, or whatever, and you have to just trust that what somebody brings you on a plate isn't going to have – starches and sugars in, the, in it it's yeah you, you pretty much do but we've got tools to get around it and you know for yeah. me just make a hole in my glycogen that's uh, that's <laughs> probably the best way of doing it yeah um all those all that glucose will will rush into my into my muscles and uh, i'll use them to ride a push bike so yeah yeah so that that was my week uh it was an awesome week and how was yours mine was great i've been doing keto fest prep right oh uh, yeah and it's the fun part, you know, which is spending the money. <laughs> right. You know, um, purchasing coupons and T-shirts and um, mm-hmm. uh, tents and chairs and tables and hiring a band and, uh, nice. you know, all of the fun stuff that's going to happen at Keto Fest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some we did expect, some we didn't. But uh, I think we're we're going to come in under budget, which is... All fantastic news for you and for yeah, everybody. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the other thing is we've uh, we spoke to Dave Feldman, who's going to have an event um, right. at Keto Fest, where yeah. he's going to do some science, right? He is. He's basically going to do the Feldman protocol with people at Keto Fest, and so mm. yeah, we reached out to all of the people who bought tickets and said mm-hmm. that if you're coming on, you have to be there on Friday morning. So yeah. you, you take your first blood, and he's actually got a phlebotomist coming to take measurements. And he's doing free free blood tests, right? Free blood tests, and he's mm, interestingly nice. he's using a, a a glucometer plus 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 that that does not only glucose <laughs> and ketones, but also yeah. LDL, HDL, and triglycerides. Nice, and, and it's all in a drop of blood. And so That's this company is going to be showing off their their new hardware there, and he's going to be using them. So basically, you do a blood test Friday morning. You'd have mm-hmm. to have eaten low calorie keto for the three days before, or fasted. Yeah, very low calorie or 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 fasted. Yeah, right, low calorie keto or fasted, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Friday morning will. T- and then, of course, picking out all during Keto Fest, right? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> not going to be difficult. That at all, won't is it? be <laughs> difficult at all. Exactly. Nah. And so then, um, and even through Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And then Monday yeah. morning, you have to be there as well for another blood test. And uh, in the interim, there's going to be a, a blood test. Yeah, so a blood test on Friday morning and then on Monday morning. And he's, right. I think he's got like 20 or so people already signed up. That's awesome. And I think people can do it from home if they can get their doctor to, to prescribe uh, some uh, a couple of uh, lipid panels for them, lipid tests, blood tests. Um, you can actually uh, – I think he'll accept your data if you're willing to do th- three days of fasting, 
do a blood test, three days of pigging out, right. do another blood test. He'll he'll accept your data and you can be part of the large experiment, which is which is awesome. And if you want to sign up, go to cholesterol.ketofest.com. And that'll bring you right to nice. Dave's site where he'll he tells you how to sign up and you you do it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing and um, just mm-hmm. having a great time. It's summertime <laughs> and the wind the, the weather's amazing and I spent a lot of time on my back porch you know, waiting for the birds to come to the feeder. I'm that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, this is the part of the show where we give away a mug to one member of Mm. the Two Keto Dudes fan club. What is that, you say? Well, I'll tell you. It's just basically (laughs) people who listen to the show that want to win stuff. Every week, we give away stuff. And in exchange, we ask you to answer a few questions for marketing purposes, that kind of stuff, so we can attract Mm -hmm. sponsors to keep the show going. All right? That's all it is. So if Mm -hmm. you go to fanclub.2keto.com, you can sign up there. And today's winner, Richard, is Robert M. Hernandez, Jr. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Round of applause for Robert M. Hernandez, Jr. He just won a Two Keto Dudes mug. That's a mug for coffee with our mugs on it, just for being a member (laughs) of the Two Keto Dudes fan club. And that brings us to... Mail. What you got? All right, I'll go first. Um, mm-hmm. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you pretty much know that we read messages from our forum for mail. We used to read emails and messages that were left on uh, comments that were left on the site, but. Uh, we're getting a lot more traction in the forums, which is at forum.2keto.com. It's a free open forum, not just for the keto dudes, but for the whole ketogenic, fasting, low-carb community. And everyone yeah. is welcome there. So, mm-hmm. this was in the newbies forum. And it's really a category, but I'm calling it for the newbies forum, right? Because that's really what they are. They're forums. Mm-hmm. So, this is uh, from Wendy, and the subject is going in and out of keto. And she says, does anyone take a break from keto? It's summer, and I'm heading to the cabin for the first time becoming keto. We're going with friends, and it's going to be hard not to enjoy a few rum and cokes in the evening or some campfires, s'mores. Does anyone take a week off and just get right back into it? A holiday from keto, if you will? And, you know, I think this is a common question that people think, yeah. they, you know, well, you you know, it's probably good for me to not do this all the time. And, you know, maybe I should right. take a vacation once in a while. Maybe, it, maybe it'd be good for me, right? Mm. Um, yeah, well, the answer that most people gave was, you know, it's your life, you can do what you want, but it's just going to make it that much harder uh, later on. And you're going to uh, not enjoy your vacation as much because you won't feel well. Yeah, so. a couple of days of not eating keto unwind starts to unwind all of your adaptations, and so right. you, you just got to work harder to get back on the horse. I think you know. So, uh, but it's not impossible to live a keto life and still be on holiday. Sure, um, you know it just takes a little bit of effort. For example, um, I like rum and cokes, and mm-hmm. you know whenever I need to be sociable or to become lubricated. <laughs> <laughs> I will certainly have a rum and, rum and diet Coke. That'll right. work for me. And I've learned to, if I'm going to drink, I, I drink whiskey mm. with maybe a little bitters in it for flavor. And I don't like sweet mm. drinks anyway, so I wouldn't put, uh, um, you know, Coke or Diet Coke in, in ruin a good whiskey. You wouldn't ruin a good whiskey. I'm surprised you ruin a whiskey with uh, bitters. Yeah, just a touch of bitter. I'm, wouldn't I, you just have a needle, a bit of branch or yeah. <laughs> ice cube? Or? Yeah, right. Some some wood. Just get some wood <laughs> chips in there. No, I, I, I pretty much, if I'm going to drink whiskey, it's pretty much just with ice. But uh, every once in a while, if I want a little more flavor, there's a really good brand of bitters that I like called Hella. Hella Citrus mm. Bitters. It just, okay. And and the non-alcoholic concoction that I make all the time, and we're going to serve this at Keto Fest, is mm. um, a little, maybe a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, a couple drops okay. of better stevia, which is my favorite stevia mm. sweetener, and mm-hmm. a sh- few shakes of Hella Bitters with um, a seltzer, just plain club soda. Ah. 
and ice, and it makes a sort of apple soda. Stevia has a way of undoing the harshness of apple cider vinegar and turning it into what tastes like cider. Wow, interesting. Yeah, it's good. I have to try that. <laughs> also, somebody replied with uh, a link to alldayidreamaboutfood.com, which is homemade, low-carb, gluten-free graham crackers. And I haven't okay. made those, but, uh, and you can also um, get, I don't know about marshmallow, that's just kind of yucky, but uh, certainly there's chocolate that is either sugar-free or, uh, you know, 70% or something like that that you can consume a little bit of. And, you know, this is the other thing that we do. When it's party time, we just eat more of the comfort keto food that we love. You know, just bacon. Have, yeah, have bacon. So, so here's a suggestion, Wendy. You yeah. can have your s'more. Just replace the uh, graham cracker and marshmallow and chocolate with bacon, and you're okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good luck, Wendy. All right. Well, that's what I got, Richard. What do you got? So I've got one also from the newbies group, and this is from Beth. And Beth is a fairly uh, new user of the forums. Yeah, and her post is entitled recovering from anorexia and desperate to make a change Beth says hi everybody so a little background i've been struggling with anorexia and exercise bulimia for the majority of my life i've been in inpatient treatment twice uh nearly losing my life uh i'm almost 35 and uh exhausted of living this way so almost two years ago my dad started the ketogenic diet and i saw the amazing results and success that he had with that I told myself when I get out of inpatient this time in June uh, that I'll switch to the ketogenic diet. And this was a huge decision uh, because I grew up in the no-fat era, thinking that fat was the enemy and to avoid it at all costs. Anyway, I've been on the ketogenic diet since I got home, but I'm not sure that I'm doing it right. I only eat two meals a day. I try to maintain appropriate macro portions, 20 grams of carbs, 70 grams of protein, about 180 of fat a day. I do exercise a lot, more than five hours a day. A mix of low-intensity cardio, weight training, walking, and high-intensity interval training. I don't know how this all factors in. I'm at a healthy weight now, uh, and I've definitely gained muscle and feeling way stronger. I don't necessarily want to lose weight, but I'm struggling because I fear gaining weight. I also feel very bloated and constipated, but uh, I've been doing this for only a month so far, and I love it. Mm. I'm just looking for any help or advice I can get. Thank you, everyone. Um, And my response is uh, it took me about – six to eight weeks to fully adapt um and one of the the symptoms of not being fully adapted was every time i tried to exercise i I went to a pt four times a week so and i was doing about an hour of exercise and one of the symptoms was it would be like somebody had pulled my plug out of the socket in the wall and it, it was like i just all of a sudden lost it all energy right and I'd have to sit down for maybe five seconds and then I'd get it all back again. And it was a very weird thing that I just had to to learn to deal with. Well, after about six weeks, that started to go away and I became very efficient. And uh, and from that point on, things became really, really good. Wow. Um, I know yeah. Jeff Volek found that some elite athletes, um, these are people who know their performance benchmarks to a very strict level of precision. Yeah. Um, they find that they're still improving their performance six months after going ketogenic. Right. Most of us wouldn't notice the small incremental improvements uh, yeah. over the the final six months, but of course they do. Um, So it's possible that in one month, Beth may still have many improvements in her adaptation still ahead of her. Um, I I think I'm three years into keto and I sometimes feel bloated after a meal. Mm -hmm. Um, And in those cases, I just don't feel like eating my next meal for a while. So Especially Carl's head pizza. (laughs) Well, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) That stuff sits in your stomach like a rock. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I suspect that for me, bloating is just a sign that I've passed satiety. Yeah. Uh, but I've never been underweight, so I'd just be guessing at what that means in her context. You right, know. Right. Um, but I do, I do expect that people who are underweight will gain weight on a ketogenic diet as much as the converse. People who are overweight um, when they go on a ketogenic diet will lose weight. Mm. Basically, the body is trying to stabilize your weight to where it thinks uh, you have the maximum uh, survivability. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and there were some very interesting uh, comments. So Claire mentioned um, that she's a long-time sufferer from the same things that Beth is suffering from. Yeah. Uh, she spent a c- couple of decades recovering in the sense of trying to be normal and trying to retain control, mm-hmm. uh, which can seem like two concepts which 
cannot be reconciled at times. Uh, she says eating keto has improved her life imme immeasurably in yeah. many ways, but the chief thing is not having to feel hungry and not dealing with guilt from eating. Yeah. Uh, Claire says it's going to take Beth a while for her to adapt. Some things click in really quickly and some roll over you gradually. Uh, exercise will be tougher at first, so go easy on yourself and make sure you get enough salt. It will get mm. better and better, and eventually you'll feel invincible. Yes. Um, so, so Claire says to Beth, you know, she wants her to stick with it because uh, you know, she promises her that it's going to help the thing that most needs helping, which is your brain. Yep. Um, Claire says she felt like uh, she was looking at the world from behind glass and she doesn't feel that way anymore. Um, yeah. I agree. You know, it's a, you, you, As somebody who was overweight and never really quite was able to trust my own satiety and hunger signals, yep. uh, the ketogenic diet gave me the ability to get reliable signals in. You know that, that that will get me to a good weight rather than really pushing me over the edge. So um, anyway, uh, wonderful wonderful thread. Um, keto diets are not only for people who need to lose weight; they can be for people who need to put on weight. They can be for people who don't really have a weight problem but but want to 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 uh, basically reduce body fat and increase muscle and stay about the same weight. So yeah. um, you know these are all uh, uh, all very useful purposes. Fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree, Richard. Uh, I can't speak from being underweight ever. Not me either. But uh, I mean, this is another good example of how people come out in the forums and uh, with this experience that you've had, mm. it's easy to uh, for people to find posts that have been there before, yeah. um, just to search for a topic and jump right in. And this is a perfect example of how the community comes together to help each other. It's great. Paying it forward. Yep. All right, now it's time to bring Melanie Miller on, uh, our guest today. Melanie is the Director of Engagement at Heal Clinics, working with Dr. Eric Westman and Nurse Jackie Everstein. She and her team will be in New London during a special Heal Care training day on the Friday before Keto Fest. Prior to working with Heal, she spent 15 years as a business growth specialist, where she handled appearances, marketing, and social media for former NFL athletes and corporations. She started a low-carb diet two years ago and then turned her weight loss passion into a mission, which has helped thousands of people to lose weight and jumpstart obesity programs all over the country. Welcome, Melanie. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to be on this show. We're excited to have you. I mean, we, we have a, a lot in common, but we also have some things that we're going to be doing coming up here at Keto Fest. But before we talk any about that, let's talk about Heal. What's that? Oh, well, Heal is healthy eating and living. And basically, I came upon it through um, Dr. Eric Westman, of mm -hmm. course, um, what I call one of the greatest leaders in the low-carb movement. Of course, he rewrote the Atkins diet for Dr. Atkins, no sugar, no starch, high fat program. Mm, and he sure. launched this company called Heal. And, um, and so what we're doing now is I actually jumped on board. I, I earned my right, I guess, after I helped so many people to be asked to be on the team. And so what we're doing is we're really just doing the same thing you guys are. We're going out there and we're educating people and we're getting them healthy just by simply changing their foods. It's not a diet. It's just a lifestyle change that we're asking them to do. Yeah. It sure is a lifestyle change, and, and you really have to think of it that way. Also, what's different about what you guys are doing versus every other program out there is that you're teaching people how to shop and how to eat and and not selling them a bunch of stuff, right? I mean, it's all just common sense things, right? Exactly, and that's what I love about you guys because you believe the same way I do, and that is... You know, I teach, um, when I teach the classes and I help people, I explain to them, you don't need a pill, a shake, a diet cookie. You don't need something yep. to put in um, a <laughs> bottle and shake it up and down so yeah. that it'll help nope. you, you know, with your with losing weight, none of that stuff works. Right. And so really what we believe in is if we can just get people to keep going and learn how to eat the right foods and they can heal their body. And so the biggest thing is simply teaching them the foods that are going to help their body to where they're not, their insulin level isn't elevating. That's, it's just a simple trick. Right. 
Yeah, what we find is uh, cooking is one of the critical things. If we can teach people how to cook a couple of meals, mm. they can start to, one, understand a little bit more about how food is constructed and what goes into it. But secondly, um, it, it gives them the option to be able to to, to make their own food and to uh, uh, and to um, uh, create ketogenic meals uh, fairly easily. So um, uh, is that something that you guys do? You help teach people cooking? You know what? We provide them with a whole list of different recipes, and it's really cool. That's awesome. Um, when they first go online and they submit what we call an initial health assessment, um, the legendary Jackie Eberstein, Dr. Atkinson, she mm, reviews yeah. it. Once she gets approved, they approved into the program, we mail them this. Um, it's the Heal Care um, for Life cookbook. And wow, the legendary wow. Dana Carpenter, who doesn't love Dana Carpenter, she wrote mm -hmm. this cookbook for us at Heal. So immediately, just like you said, Richard, they're they they have instruction on how to eat some meals that are correct. Hey, can we uh, talk about the people that you just mentioned, Jackie Eberstein? We talked a little bit about her with Dr. Westman, but um, and and then also Dana. Can give them some props. Tell tell us who they are. Oh, let me tell you. I feel so blessed. Um, this lady, um, Jackie Eberstein, I have learned so much from her. I've only been ketogenic for um, 23 months. My anniversary is coming up July wow, the 29th. Oh, this gee. year I'll be two years in. I'm a baby still. Wow. And, and I was so blessed that when I came on board, I really got to develop this relationship with Jackie Eberstein, who served as Dr. Atkins' nurse for 30 years. She ran and the clinic, you guys. Yeah. She was the one that saw patients. So if, if Dr. Atkins was busy, that lady was in there right. helping people. She was, she's, and, and Dr. Westman always talks about her. He, he's like, that's my mentor. Yeah. That lady right there knows more than most doctors. So he was the, the Megan Ramos to Atkins, Jason Fung, sort of. You I got mean, it. She was yeah. hands on. And, you know, he, didn't really want to do science because he felt he needed, he didn't need to. He had all the evidence he needed with the 60,000 or so people, probably more than that, that he claimed to have healed of type 2 diabetes. But, um, and, and so, you know, she was the one doing all of that work. And, okay. And then Dana, you mentioned her? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dana Carpenter, legendary, um, low carb, um, just, I wouldn't say chef, but just regular normal person who brought to life a low carb, um, you know, lifestyle cookbooks. And she really started this many years ago. She's been on the Today Show. Um, she's well liked on low carb crews, just wow. incredible staple in our community. And she writes, she can take any recipe and convert it. Just phenomenal. Wow, that's great. That's a real skill, isn't it? Yeah. It is, Richard. It's amazing to be able to do that. I mean, I I wish I could do that, but that's not my gift. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing a program at uh, Keto Fest, uh, I think the day before Keto Fest on the Friday. Um, there's a Heal Care for Life program being run. Uh, so anybody who is signed up for Keto Fest uh, should go back to, to the ketofest.com website and the big blue button there is the Heal Care for Life uh, sign up. What's that program all about? Well, it's really interesting, and um, as we, uh, Carl and I were talking about it, the, the real difference between what we're going to do on that Friday is we're bringing the experts in, okay? Mm -hmm. You guys, we have Eric Westman, who, of course, is our medical director. Yeah. Um, Jackie Everstein's going to be there speaking. Wow. She's going to be teaching, and then I'm going to be, you know, talking a little bit about motivation and, and really what you know, how to launch yourself um, into making this happen for your life. And it's going to be so powerful. We do them all over the place. Um, and actually, the last time we did in Shepherdstown, um, we've had 400, 200 um, people just come from everywhere wow. because it's the basics. It's like, do you remember when you guys started? Could you imagine okay. if you would have had a Eric Westman or yeah. Jackie Everstein sitting right in front of you. No, I can't imagine. Say, I know, right? Carl, yeah. 
Richard, look, this right. is this. Let's just go this way because not everybody, um, as you know, as we get more into understanding this lifestyle, we get a little more into biohacking and a, and a little more experience. And what we do at Heal at these events is we actually help people to be able to understand the foundation. And when you build a home. What do you put it on? You have a foundation. Without a foundation, your lifestyle, your home can crack. So what we do is we place that foundation there. And it may be good for, um, you know, the Science Sunday people who are real experienced Hmm. to show up because there may be holes that they don't understand yet. And they're going to have an opportunity to fill that foundation in to really, you know, understand a little bit more. So I get that you're teaching people how to do this, but you're also teaching medical professionals. And one of the things that we decided to do at KetoFest, and you did as well at your HEAL event, is open it up to medical professionals for free. We put out 40 free tickets for medical professionals, and all of them are filled. So we have 40 medical professionals coming to KetoFest for free that are going to sit in on those lectures in Science Sunday and actually take that back to their patients. Isn't that amazing that you can actually take um, a physician and explain to them, okay, look, whatever you've heard, we know that they only have two hours of nutritional Mm. training, okay? Any doctor will tell you that legitimately. But to be able to come in and learn from a man who has done over a hundred a hundred research studies on right. the truth. This stuff, folks, numbers don't lie. You can't make this up. This right. is legitimate studies done by Eric Westman. And to have Jackie ever seen in there too teaching? Woo! Yeah. These people who are coming, <laughs> Carl, aren't they going to get fired up about the truth? I think so. After listening to you, I'm already fired up. <laughs> you have an We're going to have so much fun. And can I just share really quick what's going on where I live? Sure. Because I'm trying to be like you guys. And, well, I just had my knee replaced. And um, because my doctor, it's it's been, it'll be three months tomorrow. Okay. Um, it's been less than two months. I've walked. Check this out. Because of this way of eating, I have walked. 25 miles in the last month and a half Wow! on a brand new knee. Look, but here it gets better. I was in Alaska, right? Not even a month ago after my surgery, right? On the low carb cruise speaking, came home, went down to West Virginia where I live in West Virginia, but I say down it's somewhere. I have no clue (laughs) where I was and helped. We were helping over 600 people with a new lifestyle and got back, and my doctor, like, I saw him yesterday, he's like, this is it. He right. goes, you know how many surgeries I have that are being turned down because yeah, yeah. they cannot, these people cannot lose weight, Melanie. It's not just the weight, it's the inflammation, right? I mean, when, when you're inflamed, yes. it gets in the way of everything. He said to me, he said, if every single one of my patients had the response that you have had, my job, I, I wouldn't have 75% of the failure rates wow. that we are seeing. And he said it's because of the obesity. Yeah. And so he's like, Melanie, you got, you got to help me. You mm. guys, this is an orthopedic physician who is amazing. He is yeah. wonderful bedside manner, but he's asking to learn. So like at an event like this, Carl and Richard, can you imagine we got 40 of them in there? Mm. So the HEAL program itself, this is something I'm interested in because this is different than just going out and doing presentations, isn't it? You do some, you do some, um, first of all, some weeding out to tell whether people need medical attention or not. And the ones that don't, tell us what you do with them. Oh, wow. Okay. So the system is this. So if somebody has diabetes, they need to be seen by a doctor. Okay, so they need to go to one of our clinics. Right. Um, to, they need to see, be seen by a nurse practitioner or physician, and that's only because of the medications. Right. Um, but we have, um, well, we have partners at our company that are, these are people, I'm so excited because they're people who've come along on the journey with me. Right. And they've lost so much weight, so much, over 100, each one of them. Wow. And, um, and so what I love about that 
is they know, they get it. And then guess what? They went through a training program with Eric Westman and Jackie Eberstein is in charge of them. Hmm. Can you imagine getting to be a certified heel partner and training with those two superstars? <laughs> Golly, right? Yeah. And so what happens is when they go and they fill out and they're trying to get help, they get to, they can, if they've got the diabetes, they go to a medical clinic, right? right? High blood pressure. We know you're going there. But non-medical, somebody maybe that was just like us that were like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. You know, our medical numbers are going south here. Yeah. We're, we, we're not seeing any health gains. Mm. And, and so they need to do something. It's an emergency. It's urgent. Mm -hmm. And so they fill out, they go online and they go through the whole process and then they actually have they actually get to be seen in the beginning at every week and then every other week. And they're trained by these partners. And then on top of that, we have these incredible um, role models that are commitment coaches. And um, they, help, they help them in the process of learning what to do when you're in a situation and getting answers on how to accomplish it so you can do it better. And they obviously do it remotely, right? Yes, it's fantastic. It's sort of a Skype check-in kind of thing or a phone or both? Yes. Well, we prefer to see people because, you know, if we see people uh, face-to-face, then um, we can really see what's going on. When you say face-to-face, do you mean in person or over a video conference or something? Oh, no, over a video conference. Sorry. Okay. So, so the basic idea is that uh, if I'm just somebody who has high blood sugar and my blood pressure is going up, but I don't have any medication, I can connect with somebody that's been trained by uh, Eric Westman and Jackie Everstein, and they can coach me through things and they can answer my questions. And every time I'm feeling like I'm, I need to give up, I can just Skype them up and, and say, help. Yeah, they actually set up appointments so they get seen. Um, but they they actually the, all of our all of our partners pretty much are available. They answer questions all the time from from the people who are in the program. And so even though you may not see them face to face, they are a lot of them are constantly um, going back and forth speaking on either email or text or, you know, through one of our uh, face, Facebook groups online. Okay. So let's say one of my loved ones is obese and maybe yeah, blood sugar is a bit high, but they're not quite on drugs, uh, not quite on uh, metformin and, uh, and uh, glucose-lowering drugs, and maybe they've got blood pressure issues. So this is you know, the, the typical cluster of disease, metabolic disease. Um, if I wanted to uh, help them, what would, what, how, how would I get them into the HEAL program? What would the, their experience be? Who would they see first? How would they contact you? And how would the progress of, of their treatment go? So it's really simple. Everything we do is online. So they go to HEALclinics.com. They would simply go over to the right-hand side of the page. It says how to enroll. Talks about the whole program. They submit um, their um, their application, um, and they're going to have to take some measurements because that's what Jackie wants. She wants to know, you know, size and all of that. Um, and then it gets submitted directly to her. And then she makes that determination as to how the person is going to be seen. And she, she's the one that does all the back-end work. She assigns them to um, the different partners based on what their medical need is. Yeah. So, um, And if they're really sick, like I said, they're going to have to go to one of the clinics. So you have partners throughout the country, and, and they can work from home uh, on Skype helping other people to become ketogenic and, and to heal themselves? That's exactly right. Wow. With the world expert as their physician. That's awesome. And medical director of their company. And someone who knows more about ketosis and, and what it all, you know, what everything happened, you know, through Dr. Uh, you know, through Dr. Atkins. Yeah. It's amazing. Do you guys also train physicians? You know what? We have doctors, um, we actually, Eric actually allows um, the doctors to come in to the clinics and train with him. Wow. He That's does. So and so really? any of the physicians that come to Keto Fest, let's talk about that. Let's imagine we have 
five or six physicians that come. They're like, man, this is exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to learn. Um, what doctor do you know that's going to put his arm around and say, come on down to North Carolina where my clinic is, mm. you know, and I'm going to teach you. Yeah, I, I, I would think that'd be difficult to get a doctor out of their routine. I mean, it, it's been difficult enough just to get nurses and uh, doctors to come to KetoFest to take time off to do that. How, how does that work? Yeah. And do you have any ways to get around that problem? You know what? It's really not a problem. Whenever I go down into the clinic, because um, I actually train with um, Dr. Westman all the time, mm. um, every scenario is every you know very different with um, every every participant. Yeah. But um, when the last time I was there, I think there was two people from England that were physicians. Um, I think there were some people from California. So, in other words, if wow. they, if you're really serious about this, you're going to make the trip. They all do. Yeah. I and and actually, we were cracking up because he's got patients who have um, personal jets that fly in from all over the country to see him. Wow. I mean, I was there. I know these people, and they're they're keto. They they are people <laughs> who want to pay it forward too, just like you guys. Yeah. And so it's just amazing to get to meet these people from all over the place and and really begin to see the change because you know one of the things that I believe in is moving the needle that's mm. what uh Dr. Mark yeah. Cazella who told me about Dr. Westman here he helped save my life and um he said Mel he goes all we got to do is move the needle come on let's go move the needle let's go <laughs> tell people let's make something happen yeah. just like you two superstars are doing in Connecticut same thing. Right. That's how right. we do it, Heal, is we're moving the needle, moving it forward. Yeah, we're going to turn a town keto. Yeah. That's never been done before. It's been pretty amazing to just, I, I walked downtown to one of the restaurants and the, the owner said, hey, man, I want to talk to you. I was down in New Orleans and this chef came up to me and we were talking about low carb and I told him where I was from and he said, oh, did you know there's a ketogenic festival happening in your town? And uh, uh, and the guy said, "Oh yeah, I think uh, that guy was it, Carl. Somebody, yeah, he stopped in to talk to me." And now all of a sudden, you know, it's like, "Ooh, this chef in New Orleans knows about Keto Fest." Uh, you know, maybe I ought to think about this. And it turns out he's been doing the ketogenic diet himself. Was he from your town? Is that yeah. where he was from? He owns Are a you? restaurant in New London. Yeah, and it's gonna wow. be—he's gonna be on the menu. So he was all the way down in New Orleans. Correct. That's like, how long of a drive is that from your, where you guys Well, are? you know, it's a four or five hour flight. You don't really drive. It's, it's like a full oh. day drive. Yeah. God, 23 Lee, hours. that's amazing. And see, the word is spreading. I actually did an interview with Dr. Marcola and I was on there and I started bragging about you guys. I'm like, Dr. Marcola, have you heard? I mean, Dr. Marcola's got like 81 million followers. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. And I was like, Dr. Marcola, you mean you haven't heard of the two keto dudes? He's like, no, but I need to. I'm like, you sure do. We're going to hire you to be our PR agent, Melanie. You're amazing. (laughs) I am so proud of you guys because I feel like... You know, we both are doing things in our community, and and I really believe there's no um, there's no competition. No, not this at all. This is life saving. This is what this is. The competition we have is with the people that push sugar and crappy food. That's the only competition <laughs> we have. I know, and we don't need that. And I think you guys are going to put a major dent on changing the very health in that community. And I'll tell you, I've seen it. I mean, I started, um, like I said, I, I've lost um, 100 pounds, and I started July the 29th, uh, two years, really two years ago. And I, as a nurse, nobody ever told me um, that you could eat like this and actually get healthy right, right. from the inside out. Nobody thinks that it's possible. You know, it's not just us and it's not just you and it's not just Richard and me, but anybody who's listening can just go to meetup.com and create a ketogenic meetup in their town and you'll yep. see the numbers climb. People are really, really interested in this right now and it's a great way to pay it back to your and pay it forward to your community. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, um, if that's you that Carl is talking about, please listen to me, okay? People are hurting on the inside. 
And, you know, like I just, I even just told my pastor this the other day. I grabbed his arm. I said, because we were serving donuts. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, people are rotting from the inside out, pastor. Right. Yeah. And you can't let that in our church. You've got to do something about this. He spends all his time going to the hospital and visiting sick people. I said, I said, look, I can help you increase your time. Just mm-hmm. get rid of it. Just get rid of the donuts. That's right. <laughs> Just mm. get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what's really cool is how is it? I'm just a, a little gal from West Virginia. I've gone out and I've made a dent. I'm yeah. like you guys, and I'm not the only one in the world that's doing it. You go, but go. You know what? That's right. But the thing is, here I want to I want to say this to the the people that you're talking about, Carla, right now. Yeah. Here, two words: massive action. Go out and make it happen. Make it Just happen. Just get a group of twenty five of you together and do it. And then you know you 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 will be the go to person about the ketogenic diet in your community, and you know that's good for you and it's good for the community. That's right. And you know what? I don't know about what the numbers look like in your state, but here in West Virginia, we're the second most obese. That means that our BMI, okay, your BMI is greater than 35%. So let me explain to you. Let me break it down because I'm not a mathematical (laughs) whiz, but here's hilarious, okay? I figured this out, okay? You take... If you are 35% in a state that high, then folks, if I live in a community that has 60,000 people in it, in a county, 45,000 people have got a a BMI of 35 or greater. And this was like, Carl, this was like three or four years ago that the government did this research. And I'm telling you, the numbers that are coming out are going to be more alarming. So I'll tell you a story. Um, a friend of mine, uh, his name is Les, and he plays bass with the Franklin Brothers Band, my band, once in a while. He actually went to South by Southwest with us a few years ago and played with us. He had, uh, had and I say had, he had diabetes. He doesn't now. And he was uh, 100 pounds, 110, 120 pounds heavier than he is now. And my friends had seen what I did, and he saw what I did, and they were saying, Carl, you got to help Les, man. We're going to lose him. And, you know, lose him, in other words, he's going to die, right? And he would come to practice. He could barely walk. He would, you know, he'd just, it would be hard for him to get up off the bass amplifier and, 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 and walk, you know, let alone do any kind of exercise. And I had him over for lunch. And I made him some bacon cheeseburgers on uh, Oopsie Bread, and we had some leftover Carl's Head pizza, and uh, I think I made him some cheese crisps and avocado dip and just a whole bunch of great stuff, some chocolate mousse. You know, I just lay it on when people come over. Wow, I'm hungry now. (laughs) And he's like, are you kidding me? He just couldn't believe, are you kidding me? This is a joke, right? And I said, no. So he hemmed and hawed for a couple months, and then in October... He, uh, he, I get a text from him. He says, that's it. I'm on it. I'm going to shopping right now. I'm like, wow. you go, man. All right. That was October. His, uh, his A1C was high. I think it was nine something and it's 5.2 and he's 120 pounds down now. But here's the best part, Melanie. He was taking insulin and I mean, his insulin was going up. He was taking, mm-hmm. I think, 120 units a day. I'm not sure. Wow, don't, bless him. Wow, that's don't a lot. quote me on that, but that's a number I seem to remember. And he was taking yeah. metformin and he was taking all this other stuff. He's off all of it. He And he started keto while he was on insulin and slowly brought it down so that he could keep his uh, blood sugar stable. And then after a while, he just done. And I said, wow. Les, you want to come on the show and talk about it? He goes, what's to talk about? Are you bacon and eggs? He says, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty freaking easy, actually. Yeah. I just eat bacon and eggs bacon and some and chicken. You know, like, he eats roaster chicken, so you get, uh, that's it. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what is so cool, Carl, is you save that man's life. Do you realize well, that you lengthened I helped him, but he did the work. Him. You know? He did the work you and he, he's very work. grateful. And that's what that's what the ketogenic lifestyle is. Let me just say this. Mm. This 
lifestyle isn't all about you. It ain't about me. It's about paying it forward yeah, and baby. seeing those that you really love and care about get healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I have found in this community is people are so, they will, they will go out of their way to try to make a difference. And it's, you know, it's, it's really cool because it's when you help someone else, you just want to, it makes you feel so good inside. It sure does, it's like yeah. giving somebody, you know, like come over and, and let me feed you or let mm. me do something to make you have a wonderful day. Because when you see someone realize that the food that you're talking about is absolutely delicious, oh, just yeah. like you said, yeah, yeah. then they have this believability, Carl, they can yeah. do it. Well, now, you know, here's the thing. Sometimes I think, and I really appreciate what you're saying and your message and your positivity, because sometimes we get so embroiled in our defensiveness. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're all about, yeah, but what about this study? Yeah, but what about that study? Oh, you know, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. You know, we always seem to be disproving the BS that other people are laying at our feet that sometimes, you know, you feel like you're swatting flies all day long. But you're talking about, you know, no, no let's focus on the positive things. Let's focus on the things that are going to, the positive changes that have happened in, my, in me and in Richard and in whoever's talking. Mm. And let's focus on having you have the, those same positive benefits. You know, it's a whole different mindset from, you know, from show me the science. You know, okay, now you're convinced. Okay, now what do you do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, that goes back to, let me bring it back to our heel care event that we're doing at Keto Fest. You know, when these people come in, there's going to be a lot of people there who are, you know, the science people Mm -hmm. and they're going to be, you know, the, they already know all about it. But when you step into this event, you're going to see a lot of people who they still aren't quite sure. And what they're not sure about is themselves. Yeah. And one of the things that we do at Heal that I love is it's not always just about the food, mm. but it once again, it's about being that belief for someone when they can't believe in their own self. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I believe that. I mean, you know, I had I had a bunch of ladies this week that sent me messages and they're like, Melanie, I don't know if I can just do this. What do you what do I do? And I'm like Believe in yourself, but I'm going to, I'm going to be there to hold your hand. And that's all they wanted. They didn't want me to call them and check on them. That's it. Yeah. I've always said on this show that in order to get over fat adaptation and get into that period and getting into that state, it really takes a leap of faith, doesn't it? It takes a leap of faith in your body's own ability to heal itself once you get the poison out of the way. Especially since we're going against all of the standard messages, you know, uh, don't eat fat, you know, eat more whole grains and fruit and vegetables and and eat less red meat. We're going against all of these messages in those first couple of weeks. And yeah. so, yeah, it can be difficult to, uh, to, to push past that. But once you get past it, it's a blessed land on the other side. Absolutely. Especially with keto flu when that hits and you got to eat more salt and you're thinking, this is crazy. I'm going to give myself a heart attack and I feel like crap. And yeah, I mean, you really have to have a strong, uh, solid belief that it's all going to work hey, out. Carl, okay. Let me tell you that that is cracking me up. I'm laughing at myself because let me tell you what happened to me when I first started. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually, oh my gosh, this is cracking me up. I can't believe I'm going to expose this on a podcast, but <laughs> here's the funny thing. I started, I had the keto flu so bad. Yeah. Okay. And I remember calling my husband and begging him, could I eat some carbs? Because I this just diet is killing chips. me. Yeah. <laughs> I just want some potato chips. That's hey, all I want. I'm on the podcast with you, so you can guess what he said. Oh, no. He didn't say yes, did he? <laughs> no, he said no. Oh, well, good. Good, good for him. <laughs> yeah. He never let me live that down. He'll even stand at the meetings when we do the meetings, and he'll he'll say, if I say it's easy, he'll say, was it, Melanie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and call you out on it. Well, you know, I've had my Taco Bell moments, too, along the way, and it's going to happen. And the, the thing that we've learned is you just get right back on the horse the next day and, and don't make it any worse than it already is. Hey, and you know, Carl, I tell all of the people that we help, I'm like, listen, 
if you fall down, make sure you do it on your back so you can see where you're getting when you got to get back up. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're laying on your back, you can at least see that you haven't been stuck. You can get up and make it happen. And it's okay to, to make a mistake. You know, I see a lot of these Facebook groups popping up. And, and I tell people, look, you need to you need to beware of critics without credentials. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. I get this message yep. all the time from mm-hmm. people. But Susie Q, I was on her Facebook page and she said I wasn't doing it right. I'm like, well, Susie Q don't have a certification, and she's not even a nurse, <laughs> and Susie Q still hasn't finished her journey. So why yeah. would you listen to a critic without a certification? Or to no. at least point to some science or something, you know? That's that's what right. we tell people. We want you know, them to this, do their own homework. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. Even with um, with your podcast, that's why I'm like, you know, you guys are so good at finding, um, you know, and talking about the science and, and just really revealing a lot um, that is a, it's not so high that, you know, the every everyday ordinary person like myself can get. Right. And so many times, you know, we begin to scare people with this science, you know, on such a high level and they don't get it and they run away. Yeah, that's true. There's some people who try to use science to baffle their audience, and I mm-hmm. find that to be a little bit offensive. I, 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 I like to, to try and explain things to people so they get it because science is not that difficult to understand if somebody explains to you the context of what a paper means, what what the study attempted to do and you know what it, what they found in the end. You know, yeah. it's uh, it becomes common sense after a while, but um, I, I, I find that you know some experts just try to use science to baffle us, and uh, you know that can be counterproductive. And doctors who don't really understand, you know, the, the next um, myth that I'm dedicating myself to busting and in finding the definitive answers on, because I don't have the definitive answers on, is that uh, eating low carb or ketogenic or or whatever is Hard on the kidneys. This is one thing mm. that I hear for over and over again, especially from people with terrible high blood sugar. And, you know, the, maybe they are they have kidney misfunction. And, oh, no, I can't do that because it's hard on the kidneys. Okay, well, you know, show me any science. Nope, my doctor says it's hard on the kidneys. Okay, but, you know, what does that mean, actually? So, so it, it, and then you ask somebody like Jason Fung, who's a nephrologist. That's, by the way, a kidney doctor who keeps people off dialysis by using the the ketogenic method and by fasting, which is sort of keto squared, you know? And and he he says, nope, I've never had anything but improvement of kidneys on uh, on a ketogenic diet and or fasting. So, you know, the the science is out there somewhere. This is just the big myth that that we're working to dispel lately. And me, for personal reasons, because I have a friend... Who won't do it because he's afraid he's going to, you know, screw up his kidneys. Hmm. He's afraid because he doesn't want to mess his kidneys up, but I'm sure he's doing things that he doesn't realize that are really um, putting him at risk. Yeah. Perfectly happy to eat potatoes, toast, and jam every morning. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. All that insulin and sugar is going to screw up his kidneys anyway. Yeah. Well, Melanie, I feel like we could talk forever. I mean, I'm getting motivated just listening to you, and it's so great to have a to to have such a cheerleader amongst us. That 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 the, the you can do it attitude is infectious. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm just trying to be big time like you guys, man. I, I mean, I, <laughs> oh, you're big time. Don't you worry I, about I brought that. people into a small space in Wild Eric Westman, but to take over a town for three days, I need to learn something. I'm oh, coming come up on there. Now. And by the way, I want to tell you, we're bringing 14 heel care ambassadors to serve yeah. in your community because we want to show everybody what it means to be part of a family. Yeah. And this is a huge family, you guys. So we're 
I went and I went to all the all the team and I said, guys, we got to get together. We got to go support these two keto dudes who are amazing. And we're going to go up there and whatever they need, we're going to go up there and serve and, and make sure their event pulls off. And so they're so excited. Well, we thank you so much for that. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And, and thanks for talking to us today. And we'll see you at Keto Fest and HealClinics.com is the website. Go sign up and check it out. Thanks, Melanie. Thanks, guys. All right. Wow. She is infectious, isn't she? Isn't she a firecracker? <laughs> oh, my. I'm so jacked up right now. I'm higher than a California condor on ecstasy. <laughs> Keto Fest is going to be awesome, isn't it? It sure is. It really is. Sure yeah. is. Well, buddy, are you hungry? Uh, I am a little peckish. <laughs> you, know, well, <laughs> you know what that means? It's time for... <laughs> it's time for recipes! Recipes! Oh, boy. What you got, Carl? All right. I've got some good stuff here. Keto coleslaw. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I've been a coleslaw connoisseur most of my life. Mm-hmm. And when I went keto, that was one thing I missed, you know, especially with burgers and stuff and, you know, fried fish, especially. Mm. And, you know, the fried cod, man. Oh, my God. So good. (laughs) So the next time I do fried cod, I'm I'm making this keto coleslaw. And I made this last week. It's pretty easy. You can get a head of cabbage and shred it yourself, or you can get coleslaw in a bag. Just watch out for those carrots, though. Because they are a little bit sweet. So if it's carrot heavy, you might want to pick them out. So you're going to need a head of cabbage at least. Maybe if you want to add some red cabbage, you know, you could do half and half or maybe a head and a half. uh, Something Mm -hmm. like that. It doesn't really matter. You You can play around with the numbers. But I started with a bag of cabbage that equaled about a head. Okay? Right. You need a half a cup of mayo quarter cup of olive oil or avocado oil. I used avocado in mine. You need two teaspoons of celery salt, uh, a tablespoon of celery seed. Seed? Yeah, celery seed. That gives coleslaw Mm. that really good, uh, gee, I don't even know how to describe the flavor, but it's got that bite of celery, that little little bitter twist and crunch. And a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, one or two drops of liquid stevia, my favorite today, and mm-hmm. is better stevia, and salt and pepper to taste. Now, you would think that you could just combine all this stuff in a bowl, and you got coleslaw. Yes, you would. Yeah, and I guess you could do that, but the problem with cabbage is it needs to be softened just a little bit. And right. There's a couple ways to do that. You could fry it in oil, which would soften it, but... You run the risk of really over-softening it, don't you? You know? Mm, yep. Um, what I do is I boil some water and maybe four cups of water and add the celery salt to it, two teaspoons of celery salt, bring it to a boil, and I add the cabbage in there and I cook it for only two minutes. They call it parboiling, right? Right, or blanching. Blanching is another word for it, yeah. So you don't want to cook it too long. You just want to soften it a little bit. And I put the celery salt in there just to give it a little more celery flavor. So then you strain and wash it with cold water, and the cold water cools it off, stops the cooking process, okay? Right. Now you let that dry off and, you know, whatever. And you add your oil, mayo, celery seed, vinegar, stevia, and salt and pepper to taste, but just start with one drop of stevia. And, you know, if you don't like it sweet at all, that's fine. Don't even, don't even do it. Mm. But like I said before in the, in the drink, the stevia yeah. counteracts the, the acid in the um, uh, apple cider vinegar, and it softens it, yeah. and it makes it taste really good. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, you'll have to play with the ratios of stevia. It, it was just literally two drops for me to one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. But then I actually had to add a little more apple cider vinegar and salt and pepper. So play with that until it's right where you like it. And it's delicious. Yeah, that's awesome, Carl. I, I know we do uh, bell peppers, or in Australia they'd be called capsicums. Yeah, we, we slice them very finely. It's basically a chiffonade, so it's a very thin slice. It's yeah. almost like carrots. In fact, 
in a coleslaw, we use those to replace carrots, so you have some visual difference between the oh, between the uh, cabbage. So, um, so that's actually another thing that you can add to that. But I've got to try that celery seed because that sounds awesome. Oh yeah, I know the flavour that you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, yep, it's good. All right, what do you got, buddy? Nice. So I've actually got a variation on a theme of the recipe that I did last week. Oh, the roasted cauliflower soup. Yeah. So you probably remember that halfway through that recipe, I ended up freezing blocks of this cauliflower. And I I made like 24 blocks frozen in my fridge. And I probably have maybe 18 left. So I was thinking, what other ways can I use this cauliflower soup? It's really just roasted cauliflower. It's been smoked, so it's got a slightly smoky flavor to it. And so what I did was I made a cauliflower and cheese soup with truffles. (laughs) Of course, Ah. it's truffle season in Canberra, so everything I'm eating these days has got truffles in it. So I start with a collie ice block. And uh, in, last week, I just added a bit of butter to that, added two tablespoons of butter. This time, I used truffled butter. Now, truffled oh. butter is where you buy a block of butter and then uh, shave truffles into it and then uh, you basically soften the butter yeah. uh, and and um, uh, then uh, reform it and put it in the fridge and let it leave it for two or three days. And what happens is the truffle flavour spreads through the butter. And so I'm adding... Instead of regular butter, I'm adding – this is Kerrygold butter that I've actually oh, truffled. Right. And this stuff is awesome. It's really good. Uh, uh-huh. So I had the truffled butter and then instead of – like last week, I hid a piece of stinky cheese at the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember. That was like a nice little surprise for anyone who got down to the bottom of the bowl. This time, I'm actually going to put the cheese through the soup. So I'm starting with a magic bullet, which is like one of those little mini blender things. And I start with the ice block and I put it in the microwave for a minute, take it out, and the ice block has been thawed. Now, I add to that the truffle butter, two tablespoons of truffle butter, and I'm going to add about 100 grams of grated aged cheddar. Okay, this is a wow. stinky cheddar, I love cheddar cheese. Cheddar. It's almost hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and then to that, I'm going to add half a teaspoon of sodium citrate. Now, sodium yes. citrate is that stuff that we use to make cheese sauce. Uh-huh. And basically with sodium citrate, you just add it to boiling water and add some melted cheese and you end up with Philly cheesesteak cheese, you know. Yeah, yeah. Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz, yeah. So essentially what I do is I – I whisk this up in the magic bullet and it produces a thick cheese soup, which has got this truffle yeah. flavor all through it. And uh, it's delicious. So yeah. that's my recipe for today. That sounds so good. Yeah. It's a bit of a, a variation on last week's theme, but, uh, but with truffles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with truffles. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's the show, Bob. Awesome. Of course, if you have anything that you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something you don't agree with, or some more research that you found to support or refute anything that we've said, send it by email to dudes at twoketodudes.com or post on our website. While you're at it, register for KetoFest at KetoFest.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at 2KetoDudes, on Instagram at 2KetoDudes, and make sure to use the hashtag Two Keto Dudes. And of course, if you want to join our forum, it's forum.2keto.com. And if useless swag is your fancy, you know, t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other junk with witty keto sayings on them, head over to gear.2keto.com. And if you want a shot at getting that swag for free, join the 2 Keto Dudes fan club. You'll be eligible to win something in every show. Go to fanclub.2keto.com. And if you feel like supporting our podcast and our forums, hit the donate button on our website at www.2ketodudes.com. Or just go to donate.2keto.com. You can also see our podcast and other videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com. And if you haven't already, go leave us a great review on iTunes. Absolutely. Two Keto Dudes is engineered by Brandon Wen for Pop Studios and produced by myself, Carl Franklin. Pop Studios started in 1999 as a full-service audio and video production facility with podcast production experience with podcast production experience since 2002. Online at PWOP. Keep calm and keto on, Richard. Keep calm and keto on, Carl. All right. And we'll see you next time on Two Keto Dudes. Dudes.